Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lunishma Yerachmil Dianel Ben Gadali, Lunishma Siyam Benema, and successing in Yerachmil Yerachmil Shabbara, Gadiel Ben Elisheva, Shefa Ben Elisheva, Emel Ben Elisheva, Reina Malka Batoba Basha, and Gadiel Ben Elisheva. Also in the Rufushalim of Rav Shalom Ben Yavna, Rav Siyam Ben Nema, no, I'm sorry, Rav Shalom Ben Yavna, and Rav Daniel Ben Sara, and also in Chanabat, Rufushalim Chanabat Adel. God willing, she's holding on to her life, Chana Bat Adel. Everybody should pray, Chana Bat Adel. Very, very, very tough case. All right, we have a phenomenal concept, phenomenal, phenomenal topic. God willing, it looks like we might be doing a New Jersey deal trip. God willing. So it looks like we're, we're starting to pencil in already um, the trips, God willing. Thank God my wife's on board, so she's on the program. All right, amazing, amazing concepts. We're going to take a book today called The Soul of the Torah, Two amazing concepts on Reb Natan, specifically on this, on this chapter. It's unbelievable how he wrote this 250 years ago, and, and you're going to hear <coughs> these two things, how much, pr- pretty much, you're going to get seven to eight psychological lessons in life from this. Before this, I, I just want to just read a nice quote that I really heard from, uh, from um, Jim Rome, which is beautiful. He says, to solve any problem, here are three questions you have to ask yourself. First... What can I do? Second, what can I read? And third, who can I ask? Put your mind already in the... Remember, any problem in our lives comes from dot. A lack of dot. Again, what can I do? There's a change. You have to do something. Any emotion, change motion. Second, what can I read? You need dot. At the end of the day, you need the right perspective. You need the right... You're not looking at it correctly. And third, who can I ask? Get get to somebody who's already mastered that. So you just, it's just this little. It's a lot of Torah in that little uh, in that little little three lines. One thing about Jim Rome, he was an, he was extremely extremely simple, but tremendously effective. And we could see today. We think we have to be so smart and use fancy letters and, and fancy words. Reb Nachman says the greatest wisdom is simplicity. The greatest wisdom, he specifically told all his followers, remove yourself from anything that's sophisticated. Just connect yourself to simple, simple Peshuta Emuna. Simple, simple Emuna. That's the only thing you should be in your head. Simple Emuna. If it's too complicated, it's too complicated. And many times, I give people very simple solutions. And they can't, they can't believe it's so simple that they, they won't do it. So we are, we are used to be, things being a hard Hardaholics. There's more hardaholics today than alcoholics today. And unfortunately, the, the hardaholics end up becoming alcoholics. So if you don't want to become an alcoholic, don't become a hardaholic. Hardaholic means you think everything has to be difficult. How funny is that, I, that those words are going to be exactly what we talked about today. Hardaholic, you end up becoming an alcoholic. So Reb Nachman says, in the beginning, Reb Nathan says, I'm sorry, Reb Nathan says in Orachim Hilkas Shabbos, he talks about, it was the period of the first grapes. We know the incident in the spies spoke about clusters and clusters of grapes. And he's saying, he, he begins the saying, he says, you have to be careful when you drink alcohol, specifically wine, if it's done during the week. Reb Nathan tells us if you drink a little bit, it can open up your mind, but if you drink in excess, it can bring judgment. Specifically, the whole purpose of alcohol, really, and, 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 and grapes itself and wine is to be elevated. The purpose of all food in life is really elevation. 
obviously when, when things are being used not to be elevated, but to, be, to numb, they're not becoming elevated, they turn into judgment. So I remember, anything practical in my life, because of the shattering of the vessels, things went all over the place. And all of a sudden, all these, all these sparks are into basically everyday things, everyday food, everyday business activities. And our job really is to lift sparks. For example, let's say God puts two people together to do a business deal, and they're both honest, they make money, they give charity, the spark got lifted. Let's say he puts two people together, and next thing you know, the guy cheats the other guy. What happens? The deal doesn't happen, Sadaka does not, is not being given, and that spark becomes a fallen spark. Let's say all of a sudden you come and uh, you get something, you don't say a bracha, you don't pay attention to it. That spark doesn't become lifted. So any things that, any times that things don't become lifted, they become fallen. And fallen has an aspect of negativity, has an aspect of spark. the job didn't get done. I mean, what do you practically do? You tell an employee, I need you to do this job. And he tells you all the other jobs he did, but that job. At the end of the day, all you had to do is do this job. Obviously, we've all had that situation. We have to get the job done. We have to elevate things in life. That's our, that's our job in our life, is to elevate. The whole point. It's either elevation or suppression. So he talks about something beautiful. We should avoid drinking excess during the week if it's not properly. It's okay. You're going, you're going to dinner. You have friends, etc. Don't be a fanatic also. Because if you, you, when you, we become fanatics, we end up getting nothing. But occasionally, during the week, you shouldn't be drinking every night. Shouldn't be drinking just because you don't feel good to take the edge off. You have to figure out what's causing the edge and pray for it versus I need to take the edge off every night. That's a problem. Like, you know, we don't, we don't go to a building and hang out at the edge and say, well, how did I get here? So we want to be able to stay in balance in life. At the same time, why? What's the reason why? It's because... You, the purpose of wine was to gladden people, to make people happy. That's what the reasons. But you cannot get this rectification during the week if the wine is not being used in a proper way. If it's used to expand your mind, wonderful. But if it's used to numb or to not deal with life, then the wine cannot be gladdened. That's the intention of wine, was to gladden you, to make you happy. Right? Our sages tell us that through meat and, ha- meat and wine, a person can come to Simcha. I don't know, but that's the 22 version. The wine has GMO, and the, 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 the meat has GMO, and, and, and sodium. It's obviously making people sick. But the intention was to, to gladden it. Drinking wine in, in the inappropriate time causes the blood to boil. Obviously, why? The blood, liver, liver's anger. A lot of times, alcoholics have, have, um, are dealing with anger issues that they've never dealt with, never let things go. So you could see the connection between liver, red, and alcohol. It causes an ascendancy of the power of the cleap of a malik that attaches to the blood of the heart of the left ventricle. Fouling of the blood includes, what is it fouling of the blood induces? Melancholy, right? What is melancholy? Melancholia is sadness, depression, which stimulates sexual desires. Sadness, basically this is the following. We don't deal with things correctly, we end up becoming sad and depressed. The depression seeks to escape and seeks the sexual desires to escape. Black and white, addiction 101. Addiction 101. Rav Natan already gave you what, what addiction is all about 250 years ago. Therefore, it should not come to surprise that the downfall of the entire flow of the spies came through the grapes. The sources of the wine's danger, historically pre- present. We know that this is an area we've, 
that not all times grapes have been elevated. Right? We know what happened with Eve. We know some opinions say that Eve squeezed the grapes and handled it to, and handed it to, to, uh, to Adam. So we knew that the Eitzadah could have been the grapes, could have been that, that, the grapes, which grapes, again, represents gladdening or, or the opposite. Who else said with, with grapes? Noah. Right? Instead of post-traumatic stress, he got numbed it out. Right away he got drunk. Two areas of our lives, so we already know we're prone to have issues with alcohol, etc. This, is a, this is, was the significance of the spies grasping enormous, enormous cluster, clusters of grapes on the return to Israel, transforming the time for the period of the ripe grapes. The grape wine danger caused them to err and stumble. And what was the major stumbling? What was the cause of it? Here we go. Their main mistake was overstating the threat of a Amalek despite their great intellect. Here we go. Just because you're intelligent doesn't mean you're going to be able to control your anxiety. Period. Just because you're intelligent. They were very intelligent, but they could not control their fears. So here's the situation. Wisdom without humility and fear of God is going to lead you to nothing. That's what he's telling you. Because they couldn't, they underestimated, they overestimated Amalek. And this is exactly what we do and I see this all the time. All the time, same problem. I'm smart, I'm this, I don't understand why I have this addiction. I'm this, this, I don't understand. <laughs> You're not humble. It's not about intelligence, it's about humility. It's not about humility. That We're very confused. I'm smart, I can't fail. Who told you that? God will take away your brain in one minute. I've seen it a thousand times. God takes away. He makes you clouded in life. Don't confuse emotional intelligence with IQ. Period. So here's telling you, they underestimated. They made a big deal out of nothing. This is exactly what happens. The main mistake was overstating the threat of a Malik, despite the great intellect. They looked at it, they majored in the, in, they minored in the Muna and majored in their problems. Sounds familiar, right? Story of our lives. Anytime we get to, we get to a point where we need to escape because we're not looking, we're looking at the problem much bigger than what it is. Joe Dispenza says that 50% of trauma that people live through is made up. 50% of it is made up. 50% happened, 50% is made up. So sometimes people are just mourning a story that's exaggerated. It's exaggerated. And again, I take phone calls. A lot of the things are happening from exaggeration of the problem. If you just looked at the problem exactly what it is. Same thing with the spies. All they had to do is be simple. Have simple amuna. But they exaggerated everything. They made, cried for no reason. Here we go, we're crying something. But this is not a, just a partial Narik. This is the major psychological lessons on how important we need to have to recognize, overestimate God's greatness and underestimate your problems in life. Otherwise, here comes the alcohol, here comes the escape, here comes etc. everything. Their downfall came from the clusters of grapes since the cleap of a Amalek greatly grips, grips the grape. A malik and the grape are That's where there's alcohol, there's a malik right next to it. Just think of it. When there's alcohol, there's a malik right next to it. Joshua, however, was, was completely rescued from the bad counsel of the spies through the power of Moshe. Right? What does Moshe represent? Humility. He, could, he went to the tzaddik. He connected to the tzaddik. He was able to subdue the, the clip of Amalek. Therefore, Joshua did not stumble. He merited to lead them. 
Therefore, we have to be careful. There's times, this is why on Purim, what are we doing? We're rectifying this whole issue. What are we doing on Purim? We're getting really drunk. Because you're killing a Malik. Because normally a Malik kills you the whole year. But on Purim, you have the power to kill a Malik. Which is a beautiful kind. I never saw it like that. But on Purim, it's a mitzvah to drink wine. Because you're killing a Malik. You're killing the doubt. Where the whole year, the doubt's killing you. Phenomenal concept. Phenomenal. I mean, therefore, the greatest joy is the way to, be, to beat a Malik is through joy. You want to kill your enemy today? You want to kill your problems? Simcha. Simcha kills everything. Kills everything. Kills every problem. Because remember, the other side seeks and leeches on, 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 uh, on sadness. This is how you feed the other side. is through sadness and doubt and klipa and obsession. This is how you feed them. But through simcha, this is why Rabbi Nachman said, the main thing is simcha. Why did he say the main? Say the main thing is religion. Say the main thing is checking your lettuce. Because <laughs> if you don't get that one, you're going to lose on everything else. If you don't get that one, everything else is not going gonna, gonna to be, you're going to be doing with 10%. But if you get to that, if you get to joy, everything else, will, will, you, will, you'll infuse energy into it. And that's the, the, the problem today. We're, we're, we're chasing joy. We're chasing joy and recognizing it's an internal state. It's an internal state. It's a, when you get that, when you enjoy, everything changes in your life. But when you don't have that, there's no amount of things that people could do for you, what they could do, how much money, etc. This is the, the biggest loss. And that's a malik. A malik also represents what? The numerical value of safek and dollar. A mal- 240 is dollar. You think the more money, more happiness. More money, more problems. I'm not telling you not to make money. God forbid. You need money. I'm not, you know, obviously, I live a very comfortable lifestyle. But it, if I have it or I don't, in this area, it doesn't, it doesn't sadden me. If it comes, it comes. If it's a blessing, it's a blessing. Blessings come. Opens the door. Open the door for blessings. But we don't chase after them like hungry ghosts. That's the point that we want to get to. And people are sometimes are upset by this concept. They're telling me I'm taking away their hope. No, I'm actually bringing you to some kind of peace. They don't get it, but that's besides the point. But this is very, very important. Don't overestimate your problems. And don't think alcohol is going to be the solution to the problem. It's never going to be the solution. Obviously, it's going to make it worse because it's just going to boil. And now, the next thing you know, you've got a problem that you're not looking at it correctly. And the second thing, what do you do? Now you have an issue with, with sexual issues. Because that comes, remember, that boils the left side of the heart. What's the left side of the heart? Is sexual promiscuity. Gambling, sexual promiscuity. I mean, I could, it's so clear to me. I don't need a PhD in anything. It's clear. Black and white. I see it. It's all in the Torah. And you could see the same thing. That's why I keep on telling guys in the 40 days. Stop with the thinking about, fix the sadness issue. Which is, when you're happy, you're not going to need it. When you're happy, you're not going to need it. That's the whole point. Get the simcha. Get the joy. The other side can't touch you. Look how much energy you have when you have joy in those days. Look at the difference. I don't have to be a genius. How much energy do you have when you have joy? Ten times. And sometimes you have to faith it till you make it. Sometimes you have to borrow it. Sometimes you have to stand on your head. Sometimes the Ramachman tells us, be joke, joke around, make Moroccan jokes. Do what you have to do. But stay in balance. And then you will be saved from anything. Do what you have to do. Do what you have to do. 
go work out, go run on a treadmill, stand on your head, go watch a funny movie. Wh- whatever you have to do, you have to be besimcha. Because then you kill the other side. Kill the other side. It's such a crazy concept for us. We don't, we don't understand because we want to worry. It's exactly the opposite is making you sad. It's a chronic worry, the chronic control, the chronic not letting go of the past. All of this, all of this stuff is weighing you down. You have to be simple, let it go, and be the simcha. And when you have that, you have, you have everything. Because then you can beat your addictions. This is where Rabbi Nachman tells us, unless someone in it, I will save you myself if you're in the simcha. You have an issue with addiction, I will save you myself. I will save you myself. Shem's telling you he's going to save yourself. What an unbelievable thing. Lesson 168, lesson 189. Also, Simcha gives you prophecy. Simcha gives you everything. I mean, the, the benefits of Simcha, that's what you should, your, your, your main mindset should be. How can I be the Simcha? That's it. And figure everything else will fall into place. Your marriage will fall into place. Money will fall into place. Your relationships will fall into place. Difficult people will run away from you. Or you'll become the, your best friends. That everything else will fall into place in life. But when we don't have that, that's the problem. I'm not making enough. This is the issue. That issue. This is the issue. This is the issue. That's the issue. I, 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 we're doing this enough that we have to get the, the big picture in our lives. This is why you don't have time for prayer. You need to pray for Simcha. Hashem, give me Simcha. Teach me how to be Simcha. Ask for it. If you don't know how to do it, ask for it. If you ask for, if you ask for Simcha, which is the exile of the Divine Presence, your creator has to give it to you because it's a spiritual thing. Your creator cannot say no to spiritual requests. They cannot say no. Financial, they can say no sometimes. Kids, they can say no sometimes. Spiritual request, can't say no. If you ask for enough, you're going to get it. They cannot say no because it's a need in heaven too. You understand? Simcha is a need in heaven too. It's not just a need below. It's a need above also. So when there's a need of below and above, they have to give it to you. You just have to know how to pray. You have to know how to sell heaven. You have to know how to sell heaven. That's the problem. We have no emotions today. We're running through books. We're flipping. You guys, you need to know how to sell. How many people spend thousands of dollars on how to sell? You got to sell heaven too. You got to create a cause in heaven why they should give you something. That's it. It's not so simple. Rav Nachman says, says, Hashem gets excited when you come with new words and you convince him and he'll give you. And he actually sends you the words on how to get it. But you have to be the Simcha. He will not give it to a sad Sally. He will not give it to you if you're not in a good mindset. Period. Period. Second amazing Chidush by Rav Nachman. The, the parsha says, how long will they not believe me? Right? Remember, every single time we burden our Creator with our doubts, we create a burden in heaven. We create a burden. It's a burden when you don't believe in your Creator. That causes a tremendous burden in heaven. It, it burdens heaven. But since the spies desired to probe too much, they were so complicated, they, they probed too much, God gave them an ample opportunity to fall into error. I told them that the land of Israel is good, but they did not want to believe me. I swear that I will give them room for error. The meaning of this is as follows. Rav Nachman says that the essence of the land of Israel is Amuna. What does Amuna mean? Simplicity. 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 
it's funny how they ask guys, what do you need to get married? She's got to be kind, she's got to be attractive, and she's got to be, a, I think, good me do. I forgot the three. Woman, 65 requests on what she needs from a guy. That's not simplicity. It's complication. Simplicity. Simplicity. Emuna. Simplicity. There's a reason why I speak to you very clearly, very direct, because if you don't understand what I'm saying, then I have a problem, that I'm not teaching it right. People need to understand what you're talking about. And you need to make it very, very clear. Why do you think I use one-liners? Why do you think I do this? Because people need to get people to remember. If they don't remember, then the classes are worthless. Because what's the difference? You can hear a radio for half an hour. You need to listen and understand. And it goes into your heart. Since the spies decided to prove too much, God gave ample opportunity. The essence of Israel is a moon. Yet the spies wanted to see them for themselves. Oh, I wanted to see it for myself. Uh-oh. That's not a Muna. If I say I need to see it for myself, uh, the moon is over. That's logic. See it to believe it. Good luck. How many times have we said that? I need to see it to believe it. You're trying to get married and saying, I need to see it to believe it. You have to get enough midot, enough good enough, and then you have to just go into it. You'll, you'll, see, you'll see it when you get married. But you can't be too, too, too logical before. It's got to be good enough instead of perfectionist. Perfectionism is a form of fear, which is not emuna, which is completely opposite. So we need to be more simple. If it's good enough, you can take calculated risk. Not any risk, calculated, but not overcalculated, because that snubs emuna. And this is where he's saying here, the essence of a loon, they wanted to see it to believe it. They didn't want to rely on the Muna, even though they've already seen amazing miracles. Despite all this, send me for the probe. They wanted to see, they wanted to see it themselves. So this is where they failed. They should have never even went there. They should have relied on God, but I want to see it to believe it. I want to see it to believe it. Here you go. You want to see it to believe it? Heaven's going to show you where you want to go. You want to be simple? God will protect you. But you want to leave it to nature? Go, see it to believe it. So what happens? That's where the whole problem happens. Overcomplication. And remember, look what he's saying here. Again, unbelievable. This is the way God conducts his affairs, with great mercy. He constantly brings a person closer by all kinds of method. But at the same time, he has to create free choice and he has to create, give people doubt. Because remember, you need a reward. However, if a person is looking for excuses, he's going to give him plenty of excuses to find. Wherever you want to go, you're going to get helped. You want to go right? Heaven's going to show you. You want to go left? Heaven will justify it all. That's the way it works. We think if I'm making the wrong decision, how can I get hints of making the wrong decision? It's good because just the same way you go to the left, you have to go get to the right. I mean, you'll get... When you want to make an excuse and you want to be angry, heaven will help you justify why you're angry to keep you there. You understand? It works both ways. It doesn't just work positively. It means if you want to be negative, then heaven will show you plenty of things to be negative. Period. But if you want to be positive, heaven will show you. That means we just have to create the ratzon in the right direction. This is exactly what he's saying here. 
And this is where something very beautiful is saying. This explains God's concept. How long will these people provoke me? How long will they not believe me? Expect all the miracles that I've had, had. And he's saying here that their problem, their main problem, again, came from the fact that the, when a per, our sages tell us that when a person prays to the north, he gets money. When he prays to the south, he gets wisdom. Where do you think Amalek attacked them? Amalek attacked them in the south. So back to here again. Wisdom. Improper wisdom, without humility, leads you to error. Because if you're so smart, you need to understand everything. And I have a lot of issues with the guys that only study Gemara. And I'm trying to explain to them how to treat their spouse. And they're looking at it like a Gemara. Logical. You think a woman is logical? Good luck. Good luck. You've already lost. But you can't think beyond your wisdom. They don't understand that. Because they're so programmed, only Chachma. Do you understand why you need to prayer in your life? Because prayer humbles you. Prayer humbles you. You could learn and you could become very arrogant with learning. But if you don't have prayer, you do not, that, that wisdom does not become part of you. Prayer brings down the wisdom to the heart and makes you change your character. But if you just have wisdom, you don't have the character, like we said before, chisel away, then you cannot connect people to people emotionally. Like, for example, if I tell you, you need to apologize. Well, I didn't do anything wrong. Except in the Persian community in LA. Yes, you have to apologize to a wife. You have to apologize because she needs validation more than you. It's not about you. It's about winning. No, I'm not apologizing. I'm right. Go. You're going to walk right into the divorce attorney with your wisdom. Your wisdom is going to lead you right to the divorce attorney. So we need to humble up. And the way you humble up is through talking to God and explaining to him all the, all the issues you have in your life that you need, work, you need help on. And to help him. To, to, help, to ask him to help you bring a moon in your heart bring that you shouldn't need control and, 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 and fears and all this that you should be able to have that simple amuna a simple pashuta amuna if I could tell you there's one trait that I think I've gotten from when I was younger that from Ram Nachman is simplicity if it's not simple and I don't understand it no thank you no thank you if I have a problem I need to talk to my creator one thing that I've gotten tremendous success in it's been super, super, super simplicity. That is the key to everything. Any area where I've got complicated, where I've tried to look for the perfect solution, where I've liked to, when I went into fear, got nothing but confusion and anxiety. But any area where I've just jumped straight into Muna, simplicity. I've gone tremendous, just like I got married, 30 days, simplicity. Nothing complicated. It's good enough. I'm very happy. Good enough. Get married. Open up a business. It's good enough. And we did enough research. Go into it. This is showing you, remember, Eretz Yisrael, they had no idea what was happening there. But God told them, go. So if you're trying to be too smart, you're going to end up failing. <laughs> you're going to fail. You're going to fail because your wisdom is going to lead you. This is why a malik attacks attacks in the south 
and the south is wisdom. South is wisdom, because your wisdom, if it's not used properly, it could lead to arrogance, and it could lead you to opposite. But if, it's, if the wisdom is, 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 is connected with prayer, this is why Rabbi Nachman always gave us these instructions. Pray, learn, and then pray afterwards. Pray, learn, and pray. Because the whole point is to take these Torahs and become part of you. So when I talk about simplicity, I, when, it's time to, when it's time to actually do it, I do it. I execute simplicity. I could execute Amuna. But if I'm just talking about Amuna, 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 and not praying for it, it's just, a, it's just a concept in my head. But when you're talking about Amuna, and you're praying for Amuna, when it comes to a place where you're going to get hit with a challenge, and you need to apply Amuna, you will execute. Otherwise, you don't execute. Why are we not executing? We're not executing because that knowledge is not part of you. It's in conceptual. It's understanding it. But you haven't brought it down to the Bina, to the heart. Chachma is understanding it. We need to bring it down into the heart. And then, when you walk around with a Muna, you will see it on your face. It's not something to ask a guy, does he have a Muna or not? Already, if you're asking the guy if he has a Muna or not, and his face looks like he's been Tishabab, obviously not. People say, yes, I have a Muna, I have a Muna. And they're vibrating on very low energy levels. How in the world could you have a Muna? If you're vibrating, you wouldn't feel like that. You wouldn't look like that if you had a Muna. Period. <laughs> you can't fake it. You can't fake it. It becomes part of you. Just like these teachings. If I didn't believe in these teachings, I wouldn't be passionate about it. I wouldn't be passionate about it. But I know exactly everything he says is 100% true. And Shem help us all that we should all vibrate on happiness, which joy and the moon are very connected. Again, it's all connected. All of this is connected. Like this class had so much, it, it, it floats so much together. And this is the whole, whole part of the week. Shem Hashem, Hashem will give everybody a happy Shabbat. And everybody has major, major joy and simcha. Have a great day.